got your Bibles here. Open up to Philemon. It's probably the smallest book in the Bible. <laughs> Next to Jude. Philemon. How many of you know who Philemon was? Do I have to explain who he was? Well, anyway. <laughs> he had he had he was a friend of Paul's, the apostle Paul. And he had a servant called uh Onesimus, and he stole something from him, and he ended up in prison. And you know who his cellmate was? The Apostle Paul. <laughs> so you know what happened to him? He got preached to. He got saved. Glory to God. But now here he is in prison because he stole from his friend Philemon. So now he's writing a letter to Philemon telling him, about Onesimus. Anyway, um, but I mean, this is a general, a general prayer. Apostle Paul said it. He said it in a letter like he said everything else. So I'm taking it. <laughs> Anybody else taking it? Yes. Okay, so. Hmm? He was a runaway slave. Yes. That's right. That's right. We got caught. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And so in verse 4, he says, I'm always thankful to my God as I remember you in my prayers. He's talking to Philemon. Because I'm hearing reports about your faith in the Lord Jesus and how much love you have for all his holy followers. I pray for you that the faith we share may effectively deepen your understanding of every good thing that belongs to you in Christ. I should have said this is in the Passion Translation. <laughs> if you're having a hard time, maybe maybe you could put it up. Uh, and then, We don't have the Passion? Oh, okay. We should. <laughs> we preach enough out of it. Anyways, so anyway, so what he's saying is, acknowledging every good thing that belongs to you in Christ, that is in you in Christ. Now, what is in you in Christ? What, did, what was deposited in you in Christ? Well, let's turn over to 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse uh, 3. Everything... Actually, this is in the Passion, too, so if you don't have the Passion, you can just listen. Everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has, listen to this, already been deposited. Say, already been deposited in us by His divine power. Wow. So we don't have to, we don't have to get it going. It's in us. All we have to do is acknowledge that it's in us. Whenever we come up against the city, I mean, it's like being, okay, we're going through, I'll just read a little further. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price great and precious promises has been given onto you those promises that are in the bible you know the ones i'm talking about that by the stripes of jesus you're healed and made whole etc <laughs> etc et uh, they are beyond all price they are beyond all price they're priceless in other words 
But Jesus paid the ultimate price. It might seem like, okay, well, they're free, but no, Jesus paid the price. He paid a debt for us. He paid it at the cross with his blood. And that it beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature. In other words, be a partaker of God's divine nature. Have God's DNA, DNA, DN, divine nature. <laughs> A. We have God's DNA. Say, I have God's DNA. I have God's DNA. And that's what makes you holy ground. That's right. That's why sickness cannot exist in these bodies. Because sickness is part of the darkness. You know, but our bodies, I mean, we're still, our bodies, we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And we're redeemed. But I mean, our bodies are still tied to this earth. And so, and thoughts come into our minds, and then words come out of our mouth. And so we, you know, we can annihilate, we can annihilate the redemption that we have by just speaking out against it, saying, you know, like, you know, I'm sick, I'm poor, I'm, you know, whatever, whatever darkness has to offer and is, and is in your life right now. And I know, yeah, we all, you know, we all get sick, but we have authority, see? That's the difference. It's in you, but it has no right to be in you. It has no right to be in your body. And so God has given us everything we need. His word, his Holy Spirit, his blood. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. You know, everything, everything that we need to overcome. See, we're overcomers. Trouble may come, but it does not have to overcome. And sometimes we have to do a good fight of faith, you know, and we have to build up our faith. All right? Got that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Our faith can be in a state of flux. I mean, it just depends on what's going on in this human body of ours because we do get tired and we do get attacked and we do have people talking at us and speaking curses over us all the time, all the time, right? And so we have a defense. We have a defense. The first defense is you don't get offended <laughs> by what anybody says or does to you. As soon as you start getting offended or getting hurt or disappointed or all that negative stuff, you open the door. You open that door. So you don't want to open that door. No. And you know when you open the door, don't you? You know it. <laughs> And you pray for crop failure. (laughs) Because out of the abundance of your heart, right, your mouth will speak. And so so it says, devote yourselves. It says here, now the next verse is, the title of my next verse is, Faith's Ladder of Virtue. So devote yourselves to lavishly, say lavishly. Supplementing your faith with goodness, and to goodness add understanding. 
and to understanding add the, add the strength of self-control, and to self-control add patient endurance, and to patient endurance add godliness, and to godliness add mercy towards your brothers and sisters, and to mercy, to, mercy toward others add unending love. Since these virtues, again is saying, are already planted deep within they're already planted. Say they're already planted. Deep within. That whole that whole section there is deeply planted. <laughs> deeply planted within for your benefit. <laughs> it's for your benefit. Say it's for my benefit. So I can overcome. And you possess them in abundant supply. Say, I possess them in abundant supply. So when anything comes, it's pushing on you. But what comes out? That abundant supply. You know, I mean, it's the same. It's almost the same. It reminds me of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians. I mean, it's the same. It's the Spirit of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, whatever. And they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. But if anyone lacks these things, he's blind. Say blind. <laughs> Constantly closing his eyes to the mystery of our faith. Because you have to know who you are in Christ. You have to know that. That is, that is definitely one of the most important things in your Christian walk. <laughs> is to know that you have all this in you. And forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. Your past sins have been washed away. Sin has no more dominion over you. Thoughts may come, but they don't have to nest in your mind. You renew your mind every day by the word of God. Amen? Amen. You do. And the borders of your life, they're made by the word of God around you to protect you. Guard your heart with all, fill your heart with the word and guard it with all diligence. Be on the lookout. Be always on the lookout for that thing or that. And these days it seems like there's a lot of even little things that sneak in there. We, we actually stopped looking at Facebook and stuff on social media because it was just too, it, it was getting on us, right? You get too, many, too much business, too much of other people's business, <laughs> other people's thoughts and emotions and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you don't need that in your life. You don't need it. You can post on there and then close the book. <laughs> I mean, I know, I mean, I have, I, well, my, I don't even think my kids are on there anymore. They use other things now, like Twitter and Instagram and all that, which I don't have anyway, so I, I don't see that. They still have Facebook, but I don't, you know, I'm not scrolling, scrolling, scrolling all the time. Anyway, for, uh, for his past sins have been washed away. For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation. We were talking about that on Sunday, Pastor Bightley. He asked Pastor Gary, what's salvation? You know, and that's everything that you need. I am everything you need me to be. And claimed you as his own. You're a child of God. 
a child of God. I mean, even that in itself is really, when you think about it, and you will be forever from the moment you ask Jesus into your heart, you will forever be a child of God. If you do these things, you'll never stumble. Now, isn't that great? <laughs> we'll never stumble. <laughs> as a result, the kingdom's gates will open wide to you as God choreographs your triumphant entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Messiah. See, that's what it's saying. They're acknowledging every good thing in you in Christ. Wow. Wow. That's a key. To me, that's a key. That's a big key to life. <laughs> because we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And sometimes we, you know, there's raging floods and there's fires and there's mean things going on out there, governments against you and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We have resurrection life. When Jesus rose from the grave, we rose with him, and, he's, and we were seated in him in heavenly places, in the third heaven where Paul was when he got all his revelation. And we have authority over all the works of the enemy that nothing shall by any means hurt us. Amen? And even when it does come, it does not overcome. We fight the good fight of faith. And, but we have to, you know, we, I don't want to say we have to, but, but it's necessary to get faith working, right? And, and it's not just saying, making a confession. It's having it in your heart. And the only way it gets in your heart is by doing it. You have to do it. Doing it, when you're doing faith, you have to resist temptation. It's like going to the gym and, and lifting 500 pounds sometimes, you know? You can't see yourself lifting 500 pounds. Well, that's a weight that can easily beset you. There's weights that can easily beset you. And so, you know, and it says, cast those aside. Just cast them aside. You know, and you can do it. You can. God has, and in any moment of time, you can cast it aside. You can say, Jesus is Lord over my, my spirit, my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, and he's Lord over my body. You know, and that's a confession that if you have that on the inside, you know that you know that you know he is Lord over this. He is Lord over this. He is. And when you acknowledge him as being Lord, then he's there to help you. See, you're not in this by yourself. He sent the Holy Spirit to live inside of us, to strengthen us. Amen? Amen. Give us what we need in any given situation. When that person cuts you off in traffic. <laughs> You don't have to say all that. <laughs> you can't say, God bless you, sir, or madam. <laughs> Thank you for giving me an opportunity <laughs> to prove my faith. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> You're still working on that. Well, sometimes that's a daily thing because, you know, <laughs> they're out there. They're out there. Even a phone call, you know, 
You better look at who you're, who you're talking to on the phone. <laughs> you don't have to answer the phone. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Okay, uh, just another few minutes here. Now let's go over to Romans chapter 8. I'm still in I'm still in this passion translation. I apologize, but I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So Romans eight. Hmm, where should I start with that? Let's just go to the first one. First one. So now the case is closed. There still remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. See, there it is. The law of life in Christ Jesus flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us. The liberator is in the house <laughs> from the law of sin and death. Sin and death have no dominion over us at all now because we are in the kingdom of heaven where there's righteousness, what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. See, those are your perimeters <laughs> being in the kingdom of heaven. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Because we're right with God, we have peace, and we have the joy of the Lord in us. Amen? It's not even ours. He deposited that's a lot, and something else he deposited into us. He took our sin and gave us his righteousness. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. It's human nature gets in the way all the time. Really? <laughs> Don't you wish you were just the spirit? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, we're, we're, we're happy to be here. Amen? We're happy that God called us out of darkness into his glorious light so that we, could, that we could, you know, bring people to him. We could establish his covenant in the earth. That's our job is to establish his covenant. We're going about establishing his covenant, com covenant in the earth. It's like Ashton said tonight, you know, with that woman in her car, she was just bopping along, having a good time, and having seen somebody happy. It's contagious. I know. I'm sure Marie has her people laughing down there all the time where she works. <laughs> Pastor Paul, I know he makes people laugh. <laughs> Everybody in town knows Pastor Paul. Did you know that? <laughs> Wherever he goes, oh, hi, Paul, hi, Paul. But it's contagious when you're friendly and you're social and you're, you know, it makes people remember you. And, you know, so be, you know, get a little bit out there. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you, <laughs> through you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. God sent us his son in human form to identify with human weakness, clothed with humanity. 
God's son gave his body to be the sin offering so God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. Wow. He condemned the power of sin. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. Living his life in us. So, you know, he's in there. <laughs> Let him out. God wants to come out. And we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. We're free to do that. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. So you know you're in the Spirit when you're, you know, you're feeling alive and you have peace, that you're not angry, you're not upset, you're not offended, you're not hurt, you're not, you know, mad. <laughs> you know, we don't want to be like that. And, and you know, I mean, there are things you, you'd feel justified for being that way. Somebody was rude to you or somebody told lies about you or did something to you. And, you know, I mean, you'd want, you'd want to retaliate. But see, retaliation is not from God. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, right? So God, God promotes justice. When any, if anybody is doing you wrong, bless them. Bless those that persecute you and, and you know, that use you. Bless them. Speak a blessing over them and watch it turn around. I've done it myself. I've done it myself. I've seen the change in people. After I, instead of getting mad, I might have to go to another room or close the door or something, put my head under a blanket. <laughs> bless them, Lord, bless them. <laughs> but, you know, they've got stuff going on in their lives too. They're hurting people. Hurting people hurt people. And usually that's the case. When someone hurts you or does, does something against you, says something against you, it's because they are hurting too. So they're a target for your prayers. They're a target for, your, for heaven. Amen? Amen? It's their cry. <laughs> it's their cry. So be on your guard, you know, and see those people that are around. If someone's rude to you in the supermarket or bumps your cart or, you know, Tells you to get out of the way. I know Pastor Paul does that all the time when he sees you in the supermarket. We know he's just playing. <laughs> we don't get, oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. In fact, it says the mindset, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. See? You have to submit to the direction of God. Again, it's like, it's like you know, angels and play, praying in the Holy Ghost. You're praying mysteries. And you're praying out the plan and purpose of God for your life. That he makes it plain. Make your way plain to us, God. So we can see it. So we know we're going in the right direction. A lot of times I find, you know, you know, you're just taking one step in one direction or another, and then we were talking about it in prayer yesterday that, you know, they they just put one foot in the Jordan when it was a raging flood. That was one step. 
Did God direct that step? Didn't look like it was a good step because the water was rushing down. I mean, you know, it looked like in the natural, it would just take them and sweep them away and they'd be drowned. But they obeyed and they made the step and the waters parted. But they had to make the step. So you have to make, find out, like, Lord, what is the next step? Just the next step. Go in a direction. If it's the wrong step, he'll show you. Yes. You know, and if you die, well, you're going to heaven. <laughs> if the flood gets you, you're going to heaven. So you got nothing to lose. <laughs> because, you know, you can't, you can't just not do anything, right? You know. You go in a direction. If you're asking God, say, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life, then, then you go, right? And you, and you feel like it's God, God doing it. He's showing you the way to go. And that if it's not, that he'll show you that too. Hallelujah. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. So, you know, be conscious of the Holy Spirit in you all the time, and He is directing your path. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways, and He will direct your path. Amen? Amen. Now, Christ lives his life in you, and even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Say, I'm fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life, and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. So whatever you got going on in your body right now, just know that the life-giving spirit is living on the inside of you, and life is coming. Life is being manifested in you. Thank you, Lord. So then, beloved ones, the flesh has no claim on us at all and we have no further obligation to live it live in obedience to it don't obey your flesh don't obey your carnal mind okay we have a carnal mind and we have a renewed mind but that carnal mind has thoughts that they that you let in that become strongholds fear and worry and all of that stuff it becomes a stronghold in your mind. And, and then things that come will, will get on you, get in you. So you got to let it all go. Say, I'm going to let it all go. Amen. For when you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But in the life of the spirit, but if the life of the spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, then, we, then taste his abundant life. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Did I give you enough? Because I gotta close now. <laughs> it's eight o'clock. <laughs> I was on I was on a time schedule. But you know what? God loves you. He's for you. He is for you. He has a plan and he has a purpose. And you know, pray in the Holy Ghost. Ask him, be conscious of him on the inside of you all the time. All the time, all the time. You know? And, and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Get, get into practice of just praying all the time in the Holy Ghost. And writing stuff down. You know, as he's telling you, write it down. Get a journal going. 
You know, pray in the Holy Ghost for a half an hour and then, and then get with your pencil and paper and write down what he said to you. Amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.